Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Um, Pastor Manti here, your friend, hopefully, Christopher Manti. Uh, this is a little different today. Actually, it's a lot different. Normally, um, we have been saving this time of the week um, for prayer, and certainly that should be um, happening, and we I want to do that uh, here today, but in a, in a different kind of way. I don't know if anyone's going to watch this. I don't know if it's going to stay on. I may delete this. Um, in a few minutes, uh, who knows? Um, but it's been really laying on me to, to address something that, um, a lot of things that have been building up for about four years now since COVID basically. Um, and so I just want to get it out there. And uh, maybe it'll just be therapeutic. I don't know, but in the in the in the world, in the larger Christian world, um, we've been seeing a lot of sin problems and and uh, lack of confession and lack of transparency and lack of um, repentance and showing works consistent with that repentance. So. This is my effort, at least in this, on this topic, to to do that for for me and for the ministry that God has provided, and that means the people that you you guys, whoever does watch this, um, you guys who have, in one way or another, at one time or another, may have been impacted by anything through Wings of the Eagle, through End Time Church, etc. So yes, I'm taking responsibility for those things and for the people that God has um, drawn. Um, I want to confess some things to you. Unforgiveness basically is what it is. Um, because of hurts, because of Look, I understand as a, as a Christian, we've got to have an understanding and a tough skin um, generally because we know that to, be, to, to follow Jesus is to expect trouble, is to expect persecution, is to expect, you know, just trouble generally, including from the people who are closest to you, your family and, um, and friends who basically don't like that you're following Jesus, so there's that. And I get that. And I accept that. And that's not this. This is from Christians, brothers and sisters, who, yeah, are, were, are, were very close um, friends and like family. And um, things have happened the past couple of years that I just don't, I do not understand how they got there. And I'm going to get specific here in a second, guys. I'm not teasing anything. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, but it just bo it boggled my mind at the time. I, I was just flabbergasted. Okay. I was floored. I don't understand why this would come to this. Um, and so I guess I just never forgave the whole situation, them personally, the, the, the results of their actions and my actions. Um, I don't know, but I do feel like there's unforgiveness uh, around. So I want to confess that now. And 
against who and and what here here it is okay so again going back a couple years i'm not going to get super duper detailed i don't want to you know call anyone to the carpet or anything like that and the names that i'm going to tell you um again i am not you know expecting them to do anything i'm just telling you this is the these are the hurts and these are the um issues of unforgiveness perhaps that I'm dealing with or refuse to deal with. Um, obviously, in the year 2000, we had a whole bunch of bad stuff kind of call come together. And this is why I believe God made sure End Time Church was was going doing live online church and had an online app, obviously, app um, available before that. But we have COVID. We have a ridiculous election and um all kinds of fake news and propaganda and all this stuff and the church is involved with all of it you know and so of course as a christian as someone now with a church uh this is gonna come to come to a head sometimes with people who you know and work with and are in ministry with so the the first incident basically was with Daniel Seckham and Daniel uh, he if you know him you probably you might he's from Australia he has the Israel Islam and End Times ministry and he's all over the place and I think he pastors a, a church locally now where he is but um we were we got very close um I can't even be sure when we first met, but um, I had, you know, intentionally reached out to, to several folks years ago who were, I thought, thought, traveling in a similar way. Anyway, we came close with Daniel. Um, uh, for my part, um, at least I thought from his, we were friends, oh, good friends. Um, he would travel to America um, several times, and one of those times he was in my home, and he's you know, I invited him and, and he, he slept over, you know, like we had, um, we had things to do and, and he stayed here and he spoke at my church, my local church, uh, Iron Faith Fellowship, where I was, a I am, uh, associate pastor. Um, and so I don't know how much, you know, closer you could be. We had a years long relationship ministerial and again friendly many appearances together we we shared um you know many online things together where the, he's been on end time church where you know we got together anytime we could to to share the stage as it were and we actually were in tyler texas and um he was we shared a stage there and on um in Tennessee the year after. So anyway, the point is it was, it was multi-year, you know, deep type of things anyway. And then in 2020, it all went to hell. It all went to hell. Um, I think, I think as best as I could figure, it was because of my opposition to Donald Trump and my insistence that the conservative Christians, like obviously he is, and I am and, most everyone in our circles is um, that we had confessing to do that we were sinning, that we were in idolatry just as much as the left or, um, 
you know, as believers, we should be focusing on ourselves and not non-believers. Um, between that and he, Daniel was himself and through his pages advancing a lot of conspiracy theories about COVID vaccines and things like that. And I, I sent, I mean, obviously I express my opinions freely, you know, I do my thing here. Um, and uh, he didn't agree with it and that's fine. I don't have to have a total agreement with people I work with and my friends and ministry partners. There's the gospel. Okay. Anyway, one time I can recall one time I, I messaged Daniel about, Hey, maybe you should tone it down about these conspiracies, about the vaccines and stuff. Let's just, you know, concentrate on the gospel. And I guess that was it. Um, we, we've had no communication since then. Other than, again, I don't want to cut communication. I didn't want to stop anything. But he hurt me a lot. And um, and I, to this day, I don't, I don't know. He, there was an email exchange where it was very not friendly, like not the same person, you know, quizzing me, giving me like a litmus test for don't you agree with this, that, and the other thing. And that was that was it. Um, since then, I have reached out because I was asked to um, by uh, you know Alfadi and stuff. We've had conferences, and he wanted to invite Daniel, so I did the inviting. And and Daniel never replied to me and on the invite, but he ended up talking to Alfadi about it. Whatever, if that's fine. But all of that hurts. And again, it's not just a, I like the guy, like I liked him a lot. And I thought God was moving us together in ministry and, and doing a great thing. And, and I've supported him. I supported him in his work and he was writing, you know, he wanted to finish a book that he wanted to complete. So I helped him to tools to do that. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to, God forgive me if I'm trying to do anything else other than give everyone a complete picture of why I was so hurt. Um, I never certainly never felt any of the, any of that was reciprocated, um, but that's really not the issue. The point is, there was a lot of hurt that came from his just turning off of the relationship completely. Now, Daniel is very also well connected. He knows people in a lot of places. I don't I don't know for sure how broadly he he told others not to communicate with me or work with me. But I know of one instance for sure, um, and it, that is a extremely tragic situation because um, there's a group called Generation to Generation, Daphne and Andrew Kirk. Um, they reached out to me. Actually, I reached out to them, I guess, originally because they were doing this like virtual, um, you know, church thing and trying to gather people from other countries and do you know, like Zoom calls together, like, oh, this is kind of what, this is my wheelhouse, you know, this is what I'm trying to do with End Time Church, like, how can we work together? We had a great call for a while, you know, just just us, and, and we had a follow-up call, and then he's like, hey, why don't we do a pod, we have a podcast, why don't we interview you for your book, Fleet of the Mountains? Awesome, you know, fantastic. Uh, for some reason, it's no one wants to interview me about this book, seems um, maybe three or four interviews, maybe half a dozen in the past five years. Um, but anyway, okay, this is great. So let's do it. So we had a long ranging interview, two parts. I mean, it was hours long. 
um, all about it. And it went so well. It went so smoothly. They're, they're great people. I got, we got along great. It was a tremendous um, podcast. But then it never release, was released. To this day, you've never heard it because they never released it. And when I finally, and I was not told why, they just never happened. So I had to do the digging. I had to do the investigating through the bull and the hurt of it. Why would you do all that and then not release it? I was told that Daniel is part of their board and he recommended that they not work with me. So I'm saying I don't care how how personally you don't like me or don't think I'm worth it. This is a book that has nothing to do with me. This is like life's work kind of stuff. This is about the Jewish people. This is about preparing for Jesus. This is about um, you know, prophecy. It's about Bibles, about God's word. It's about it's about us doing things. It's it has nothing to do with me at all or my opinions on anything. We can't overlook this stuff. Just at least put out this podcast so other people can see and re and maybe read it or or bring it up in their co congregations or their whatever. Obviously, as you can tell, it's it still hurts. And um, I guess I just maybe I don't even want to forgive that because it seems so. Brazenly stupid, like antichrist stuff. Like what? So it's not good to justify our unforgiveness. Okay, so I don't want to do that. So there's that. We've got Daniel. We've got Daphne and Andrew Kirk. We've got Dana Crosby. After that, um, I best as I can figure again, she didn't like that I wasn't super Trump man. Um, Dana and I have again shared a stage. She's been in my home. We fil we did filming. We did filming. She came to my area. We went around my town and my area. Um, here I live to do filming for a documentary about the rapture. Okay. It had nothing to do with nothing. There's po politics, Trump had nothing to do with anything. We had a great time. Again, we're hanging out. We're friends. You know, she, we have families of similar ages, you know, our kids and all. And it was like, you know, we're becoming closer and we're doing things online together and, and so forth and so on. And, you know, I'm introducing her to, to Sonia Azam and like, relationships are building this is what i love to do this is what god has gifted me to do the documentary as far as i know was trashed never got made never got released um again we, i've shared a stage with her i introduced her to the um the people who were doing the understanding the times conference of course that ended after covid um but the last one of those that we had in in, in texas she was on the stage for that with me so like i this is things that i take very personally just because we can't agree on a candidate or something. And 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 I just, I, again, I don't even recall specific incidents of what the problem is or, or was, but like she just couldn't handle the fact that I wasn't on board and that I would call out, you know, antichrist things were happening and, and, and false 
um, you know, calling out the Bible for political reasons. And like, anyway, again, not my decision. I didn't, I do not think I'm not associating with this person or that, or I'm not going to make a documentary with you anymore. Or, you know, don't come on my show. N nothing like that ever. Cause I don't believe in that. But anyway, as far as I can tell, because of that opposition that I had, and she is, again, one of many, many Christians who is tying your Christianity to your support of Donald Trump and the Republican Party. I'm like, no, I can't go with you there. But let's, can we go on? Like, can we proceed and do something? No, that was it. That was it. To this day, I haven't heard from her. Um, ap apparently, she's reached out a couple of times to my pastor, Randy, and Randy Scott, but like never to me and his God bless him. He is on point. Every time that happens, it happens a good amount with him. People will come to him instead of the person who they have an issue with. Immediately. He will say, why are you talking to me? You have a problem with them. Go to them, which I applaud him for. And I wish he would. But she hasn't. I don't even know how big her ministry is now. I don't even know if she's still in it. I, um, I hope she is, but a point, and this is now incident number three since 2020. <sighs> um, and before I get to the final one, because it's the one that hurts the most, is um, there are many others who are not going to be named um, or you know, who weren't as um, confrontational or just, you know, cutting, cutting everything off. But many other, many, many other people have, were fans or, you know, loved the book, loved the courses, yada, yada. Was that end time church? They were faithfully there every week and then they're gone. They're like gone, gone. There are many others who just went quiet. They don't engage me in public or in private anymore. They just, they're gone. I don't, I have no idea what is up with that. No clue. Other than I'm not stupid, I think I see what's happening because we share some of the same folks that we admire, like Daniel Seckham, like Dana Crosby, like the last one I'm going to mention. Um, so a lot of them just went quiet and disappeared. Some of them have con contacted me periodically, but it's never to say, hey, how you doing? Or, you know, this is, you know, encourage me somehow. It's always to rebuke or bring some kind of correction or this is what God is telling me, you know, in relation to what you're doing. It's like, what? Okay. So that's some, not a lot, but some. Um, and and the one that continuously frustrates me even till today is I would engage. There are those who won't engage back to me, even though I initiate contact with them. And we walk in the exact same circles. We have the exact same audience. We have the exact same friends. I will name these people because I don't get it. If you, if Travis Snow or Alan Kirshner is listening, what is going on? I want to engage. I want to work together. I, they have podcasts. They can invite me. It's so simple not to. 
At least Alan does. Anyways, the point is there are all those situations are happening at the same time and now for now going on four years of this. And the final uh, incident that I want to talk about is definitely the hardest because um, not only because obviously personal hurt to me, um, but many, many others have been hurt by it and my way of handling it hurt them. Um, hurt them or or hurt their relationship with Joel Richardson um, or or FAI and um, I again I, this doesn't mean anything but I'm just telling you this is the truth um, years ago after um, after I read um Middy's Beast, I guess. Someone 2015-ish area, probably around 10 years ago now. Um, I made it a point to reach out to this guy who wrote this book, and it blew my mind, you know, changed my view on things and, and really saw God working in him. And and right off the bat, I just volunteered myself. I kind of offered my service to him, it, literally. I said, I said in emails, I said uh, in video, I said to him to his face when we were in Israel together, I said, what do you want me to do to help you? I will help you. I'm offering my service to you. What do you need me to do? You know, what do you want me to do? Um, and that's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at with Al-Fadi, by the way, today. Because I'm, I'm such a, you know, I... I feel what he's doing. I feel the Lord using him. And it's like, I feel like we can be partners in that. Anyways, so I reached out to him. I, I, I volunteered my service. I volunteered my airwaves, as it were. Okay, this stuff that I do. Uh, when I did write my book, Fleet of the Mountains, I'm not an author, okay? I don't have a half a dozen books like Joel does. Um, I have one book that's about this big. And I asked him to participate in it. And he gave me an interview for it. Uh, and it was more difficult than I thought it would be to to finalize that but th that's not really the issue um obviously I grew very close again for my part to him we texted you know directly um I was totally on board with what he was doing and then we, he got involved with FAI and this you know the missions end of it to the Middle East I was totally on board with that obviously Joel um I support him every way I could I he again, yes, he wanted to come to my local church. Uh, so I hosted him in my home. He slept in my son's bed. Um, obviously alone. Okay, I'm not insinuating anything. Um, he was here. Um, I spoke at my local church. He spoke at a friend's church who I introduced him to in another town by me. Um, years long relationship, many appearances together. All those understanding the times conferences were, you know, we were both there together. Um, I, again, I don't mean to say anything by this other than it's the truth. I get, I financially supported him in his ministry a lot for, from my perspective, for someone who doesn't have money for a young family who really is not making it to, to sacrifice, try to sacrificially, uh, give to a, a work of the Lord. I felt it was important that I w did that. And I did, and I did it a lot. And, and mm, all right, I won't, I won't give any more any of that but 
not only that, but referring everybody I knew, and you, you all who've been around with me for a while can attest to this, and I still do it. I don't badmouth the guy. Um, uh, always have recommended his books, his videos, his, you know, what he's doing, his, his character, like always, always like the free advertising, right? It's just go to Manti. He'll do that. Um, and then again, like personally, yeah, there were incidents like I don't understand. Uh, he was supposed to interview me about Flee to the Mountains because he was in it. You know, he was part of it, but that never happened. It was just very difficult. And and it, and again, I was trying to be as flexible as possible, but it just never happened. There was some kind of barrier up there. Something was going on. Um. Anyway, and then 2020 happened. Um, I flew to Israel to be at the um. FAI Maranatha conference in January, right before COVID was a thing around the world. And um, actually, we, I believe I was on the airplane to flew back the day it was declared a pandemic uh, from this conference. But I left the conference very down and um, just spiritually in a very bad state because of what I had experienced there, which was a kind of a lot of shunning a lot of like this is weird like what's going on i don't see working together um i had my you know issues with with dalton um not personal like me and him issues but just like he was just weird wouldn't talk and and i knew there was some kind of history of something but it was all kind of vague anyway point is I got back from there thinking, I, I don't know. It just seems like there's separate paths going on. I, I don't I don't understand. And then oh, my friend, Mark, called me one day and said, hey, did you see this? There's this thing about Dalton actually being a, in adultery years and years ago, and uh, you never actually, you know, no one knows about it. But here's a this blog from a guy who was involved and him and his wife and, and Dalton and his wife. I'm like, what the heck? Anyway, I'm not going to go into details of that, but I said, wow, nope, I never saw that before, but this is interesting. Why is the ministry still kind of carrying on and like like nothing ever happened? And like, why didn't I know about this? I thought I was friends with these guys. I should know. I'm a supporter. I'm referring people. I'm giving money. I'm, um, I'm screening films. We, I've screened FAI movies like Sheep Among Wolves, etc., in my church, told everyone about it. I wanted to live stream it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was all in. I didn't know none of this. Like, I should have known. At a certain point, right? I mean, not just me, but anyone who's who's supporting should know the history of the organization and the leader. Um, anyway, so I shared with some of my friends who I was in Israel with. Uh, Steve Buckley who I was in the original Israel trip with in 20, uh, 19, 2017. And then again in 2020, and we were there and we hung out. And Nick Franks, also uh, Nicholas Franks, who, again, I just kind of reached out on a whim a couple months before, and uh, he didn't think he was going to be able to go last minute. He actually got a, 
it turned out that he could go. So we all met up in Israel. It was cool. We hung out, whatever. So I'm, I'm sharing this now new information with them and they can't believe it. They're like, this is like a betrayal. I can't believe all this. Um, and then the, we found out the way it was handled. So we go to the, I go to Joel, I go to the board of FAI, anyone who will listen, you know, what's going on. Long story short. Um, I did my due diligence. I'm satisfied with it. I went to, again, a personal friend who's like a third party um, to find out what he knew. And then I talked to Joel directly. And uh, apparently what I read was true, um, at least mostly admitted to even, even four years ago. And I, I know how these things go. I've been in a culty church. I know cult like ministers. I'm not calling Joel that. Um, but I knew how it was going to end. And especially if it's adultery, it's going to happen again. He's probably still doing it. That was what I felt then. And the point is this, this process that he, they went through with Dalton and this alleged restoration process, Mike Bickle was involved. Boy, that looks bad now, doesn't it? Um, and all this, and it was like super fast and super in the background. No one saw it. And, and anyway, it wasn't handled right. And no one knew about it. No one's being informed. The donors were not being informed. Um, the supporters didn't know anything about it. And all of a sudden, um, there's this revelation and me and Nick and Steve went back and forth with them in private many, many times to try to get some kind of Hey, can we do this over? You know, can we have an investigation or can we just do this the right uh, something, some kind of changing course somehow? Maybe just be more transparent, tell everyone what happened and let's just let it roll from there, you know, something. Um, but they would not um, agree to any of that. And so the three of us co authored a, um, a, a letter and we just posted it on our respective um, blogs that we had very small to be perfectly honest with you between me and Nick and Steve, we reach practically nobody um, compared to FAI people. It's not even close. It's like 20 to one, 50 to 100 to one audience size. Okay. So I just did it because it was the right thing to do. I thought the Holy spirit was convicting me on it. You just have to do this. It doesn't matter, you know, anything else because it's the right thing. Anyway, so I did it. Um, Joel, at that point, totally cut me off. All communication, um, all friendship, to the point where he's saying, take my name off your book. Like, I could sue you if you don't. You know, lose my number. Um, this is one of the things I have to confess in not only having unforgiveness for being, for going, you know, not forgiving them for doing this, but for me, for uh, making basically idols, especially of Joel. And like, it's totally my fault. Right. I, I I always looked up to him like a not like a dad, but like a uncle. 
he's only a couple of years older than me, but you know, he'd been, he'd been on TV 15 years ago, you know, Glenn Beck and, you know, New York times bestselling author and this and that, but he still came across as a normal dude. So I totally respected that. And he was writing awesome stuff and doing awesome stuff. So I'm like, I just kind of made an idol out of the guy and that was wrong. That was so dumb. Um, I, of anyone to ever do that to any man. Okay. Regardless, but he wasn't even a pastor or anything. He wasn't in my life. He wasn't a personal, you know, like he doesn't live in my town. I didn't see him at the grocery store. Um, this was just what it was. And so I made him into too much. And for that, I was wrong. I am wrong. I was wrong. I got hurt like extra because I did that. So that's not on him. Okay. That's on me. And um, I know I've hurt my friends. Um, I was so hurt by him. And, and then when my friends who were not part of it, but saw what was happening and who were like mutual friends, you know, that they liked him, they liked me. And, and maybe they had, you know, common converse, you know, they, they still talked to both of us, but they couldn't get why this was happening. I agree. I don't get why it's happening. Um, the closest I could come to understanding just in direct conversation was when I did have that final talk with Joel before I, we went ahead and published that blog was um, he couldn't. I was trying to say there's a difference in my mind. I'm not trying to gaslight you or whatever, but there's a difference in my mind between being a board member of an organization and you as an individual. I thought the Joel, the individual and his ministry and work were awesome and there's no problem at all, but there is a problem with the way this FAI situation and the board was handling it. And as a member of that board, yes, I think you're wrong. And like he, he put those, he conflated and put them things together. Maybe they should be together. I don't know, but I didn't do that. I separated it out and that was where it began. Um, and again, for my part, I had no interest in um, when people are mean to me, when they're cursing me out, when they're saying I'm a blankety blanket blank and I'm a false this and that and, and take my name off anything you've ever done and I'm not going to associate with you and I'm going to recommend people not associate with you. At that point, I'm not interested in having that person in my life. You, you've you, that's what you think of me, then good luck but I'm not going to have that person around to, to disrespect me and, and chop me down and treat me like a, you know, be abusive to me. I'm not going to be abused. Um, so yeah, I lost, I lost his number. He blocked me on Twitter. I did the same. I don't know what else to do. Um, and that was a couple of years ago. And so um, I'm confessing that we, with those names, with Daniel Seckham, Daphne and Andrew Kirk, Dana Crosby, Joel Richardson, um, 
that I have unforgiveness towards those situations. Again, not to justify the unforgiveness, but the reason why you don't see interaction with those people right now is because they don't want any with me. And it hurts a lot. And um, with, with, the, with the FAI business, it's not just, again, something in the past 10 years ago, Dalton did it again and got fired finally um, a couple months ago. But that's like with IHOP, usually with these situations, it wasn't, it's not just one person. It's not just one incident. It's not just one person getting hurt. It's a cascade of sin and hurt and, and Christian on Christian crime. And for the name of Jesus, now he's sullied. And I want, I want, I want, I want healing. I want solutions. I want righteousness to be done. I want Jesus to be glorified. I don't want to sully his name with my sin or anyone else's sin. And to, and to, if we need discipline, then let's do discipline. If we need to reconnect, then let's reconnect. If we need to start, trash it and start over, trash it. I put my ministry on the line, uh, public on the altar, I hope, every day. I don't want Wings of the Eagle, End Time Church, or anything else to do anything if it's disgracing God. Or if my personal actions bring disgrace. So yes, I, I desire healing with them. Of course I do. I didn't I want any of this to happen. I can't believe that in my mind, I can't process how my opinions on this or that all of a sudden they took personally and, and won't, you know, won't associate. And not only that, but badmouth me to others. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. This is a nothing ministry. I'm sorry. I mean, God is good, but it would be better if I never started it for my family situation, for my income, for my friendships. I'm just trying to be faithful. So um, I repent of my unforgiveness. And uh, so now hopefully people can watch this. If I leave it on, I don't know. But if there's any confusion about what has happened with these other folks who I used to be tight with and now I'm not, this is what happened. And um, maybe it sounds like no big deal to, to folks here. I see some comments. I bless you all for saying something. Um, maybe it seems like no big deal, but in a ministry setting, this is really bad. And so um, I've got to get to forgiving. And what that really, how that looks and what that means, maybe I don't understand. Um, so pray for me. Please. Father, I want to forgive like Jesus does. And willing to be hurt like he was for the gospel, for the mission's sake. And I know I don't enjoy it. I'm never going to enjoy it. I'm sure you didn't enjoy it. I love you, and um, 
I hope I've done some good here. Somehow. Jesus' name, amen. Uh, all right. Is there anything? Hey, Tracy. Mercy is new every morning. That is the truth. I claim that. I stand on that every day. Um, hurt is deeper than we put into words. What happens in the family? Yes. And I know you You know it too, bond servant. You know. Yes. Hey, uh, Justin, um, parents, especially, especially dad, and it's hard to not grind on it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even talk about that. I mean, that's a whole other issue with my father, my real dad. I mean, excuse me, my fleshly dad. Um, it is sad when people turn their backs on us. However, I believe it is good to take good memories, keep moving forward, renew the mind. Renewing of the mind is what Paul says. Yes. Um, thank you. There could be new missions and colleagues on the way. You're investing more than the required time on the situation, investing emotional energy. Well, I have. It's true. Thank you, Gary. Uh, forgive myself. That's a tough one. Anyways, thank you all um, for the comments and for sticking around. That's all I've got to say. It's gone on too long already. Um, so hopefully this time can be uh, constructive somehow in the body of Christ. Um, I'm not looking to uh, relitigate anything. I'm not looking to um, change the history, right? I'm not looking to change the past. Um, if there is wrong, I want to be forgiven for it. I want to acknowledge it. Um, and and like you said, move on. Yeah, fine. You know, apologies would be nice in the flesh, right? Might make me feel good, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. No, the gospel's what matters. Salvation's what matters. Serving Israel, for example, is what matters. Why can't we just rally around this? We got this is too darn important. Anyway, all right, guys, love you so, so, so very much. Um, hey, Susan, um, don't believe I met you before. Hello. Um, so where the Joel has been outspoken about Mike Bickle. Yeah, from what I can see, and again, he's blocked me, so I, it's kind of tough sometimes to find out, but um, he has been outspoken from what I know about Bickle and IHOP. He's doing exactly the right thing. And to, to, it's almost funny because what he is taking the stand against Bickle and IHOP, I feel like just saying, dude, you're me in that four years ago. This is exactly what I thought. This is exactly what I felt. This is exactly, I was 
I thought I was doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, exposing a, a fraudulent situation and something that wasn't happening right. And we need to, we need to get, do the right things and transparency and make sure victims are recognized and healed and all that stuff. Like that's all I was trying to do. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's weird, Susan. I mean, in, in Joel's mind, he, he was defending his friend four years ago and now he's, you know, following the Holy spirit with the Bickle situation, which again, I think he is, I think he's doing the right thing there. So I just, this good faith, you know, I try to, I just act in good faith. I don't want anyone to any harm to come to anyone. I don't want any minister to suffer. I don't want anything bad to come to Joel or da or Daniel or Daphne or Andrew or Dana. I just want you to love with the truth. Okay. Love y'all guys. Um, until next time, who knows who that is. Uh, prayerfully Friday at some point we'll be on for some Q and a time. Um, Thank you all. Seriously, I love you guys so much for for being here and commenting. It means a means a, a really lot. Um, so I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.